بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على أشرف الأنبياء والمرسلين محمد رسول الله صلى الله عليه وآله وسلم تسليما كثيرا كثيرا فما بعده ما بعده سيسترز I watched a movie very nice film and I recommend that to you it's called uh, It's a Wonderful Life and it's on uh, Amazon Prime so if you have Amazon Prime it's it's, a, it's free It's a Wonderful Life very nice movie talks about some very um, good uh, you know universal principles and values and uh, it's, it's put in a very nice way now in that is a quote and I don't know whose quote it is because it doesn't say that but the quote is all you can take with you is what you have given away all you can take with you is what you have given away now that thing struck me so strongly that I thought let me share that with you all you can take with you is what you have given away if you think about this this is such a clear and such a uh, fundamental uh, statement of Islam itself. I am reminded of the hadith of Aisha Siddiqa anha, where uh, one day Rasulullah was, he had gone out when he came home. Uh, our mother Aisha said to him, Ya Rasulullah, somebody sent a goat or a sheep and uh, I, as a gift, so I had it slaughtered and I gave it all away. I gave it all away. I, I gave everything in charity except for one shoulder which I saved for you because Rasulullah used to like the meat of the shoulder. So she said, I gave it all away except for one shoulder which I saved for you. Rasulullah said, Yeah, Aisha, all the meat of that sheep, everything is saved except for that one shoulder. Right? Except for the one shoulder. So, it, 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 of course, obviously, alhamdulillah, it is, it is uh, permissible for us to, uh, to eat from our sacrifices. There's no problem. But here, Rasulullah is teaching us a lesson. And the lesson he's teaching us is this exactly the same thing. That all you can take with you is what you have given away. That, that what you give in the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is not lost. It is actually saved. It is preserved. And it is not just preserved uh, passively, but it is an investment that you are making for which the minimum return is 10 times the investment made. The minimum return is 10 times the investment made. I think this is a very important uh, thing for us to think about and uh, reflect on and say, what is my investment in life? What is my portfolio? You know, today, if you look at, uh, uh, people will always tell you that, you see, we should be, um, we should have the long-term view, we must build our assets, and therefore, we must have a, a good investment portfolio. So, if I look at the portfolio, and I'm seeing in it uh, the stocks of, blue chip companies and so on, then I'd say, okay, fantastic. This is a, you are obviously a wise person that you have such a healthy looking uh, portfolio. But think about that. What if, what if that portfolio, instead of having shares of companies and so on and so forth, 
has only details of the charity that you gave in life. All the contribution you made in life. My brothers and sisters, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told us that He sent us for the people. Kuntum linnas. You are the best of people and you have been sent for the people. Rasulullah said, the best person is the one who is the most beneficial to others. Right? Khairun nas, mayyan nas. He said, the one who is the best of people is the one who has, who is the most beneficial for the people. As I told you, what we spend in the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the minimum return is 10 times. Not 10 percent, 10 times. مَنْ جَاءَ بِالْحَسَنَةِ فَلَهُ أَشْرُوا أَمْثَالِهَا When someone, Allah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, the one who comes with one good deed, he will get ten times its uh, its like. Meaning, he will get, the reward will be ten times the like of that good deed. Ten times, equal to ten times that good deed. Now, brothers and sisters, the question is, for myself, as I remind myself and you, the question is not whether we know these ahadiths, whether we know the Quran, whether we know these answers verbally for ourselves. The question is, do we really believe them? And whether we believe them or not is visible in our actions. That's the only place where it is visible and where it should be visible. Because in any belief is always visible by the actions, not by talking about it. You can know about something, but if you believe in it, then it means you are going to act on it. And again, we can take the same example of as an investment portfolio. If, if, you, if Elon Musk calls you and gives you a, a tip about Tesla, right, and you believe, here's the man who, who's, who owns the company, and he's telling you, here, I am going to be doing this, so buy Tesla shares now because then your shareholding will you know, go to 10 times its uh, value, believe me, you will sell, you will hawk everything you own and you will buy those shares. The question is, this, to ask ourselves is, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is telling us now that this is what I will give you. What is our belief in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's promise? Once again, not a question of saying, oh no, no, of course I believe Allah. No. If I believe Allah, then I will do, I will take action. What is, the, what is my action? My action is evidence of my belief. What is the action? My brothers and sisters, really, let us think about this and say that Alhamdulillah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us so many things which are such enormous blessings. The biggest and most important of that is our Iman. What are we doing with that? Our Iman is for us to believe and live by but also it is a gift of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to be shared with others. Believe me, we are not talking here about forcing Islam on anybody. Nobody can force a belief on anyone. This is a big mistake. This is a big um, calumny. This is a big canard uh, that people say, oh, but you know, uh, force conversions and, and somebody force. I, I, I always tell people, if you say that, that, that you can forcibly convert somebody, I say, why don't you try it and see, right? Find a friend of yours who is a, for example, a Chelsea, uh, a Chelsea fan and uh, get him to become a, 
um, you know, an Arsenal fan or something, right? Do you think it will happen? Not in a million years. Not in a million years. Even if you hold a gun to his head, he might, he might agree because he doesn't want to die. But in his heart is whatever group he is, he is following, right? Forgive me if I'm, if I'm getting the names mixed up. It doesn't matter. You get the point I'm making. Nobody can force anybody. We are not talking about forcing anyone to accept Islam. We are talking about presenting it, showing it to them. We don't want people who have been good to us, especially people who have been good to us in this life, to stand on the Day of Judgment before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and complain about it and say, Allah, whatever I had, I gave this person. But what they had, they never gave me. Whatever be the reason for your hesitation. Believe me, I am in the same boat as you. I feel very hesitant to, to directly present Islam to somebody. But if we don't do that, then how will we face them on the day of judgment? Because then they will say, you knew but you didn't tell me. You knew but you didn't tell me. We don't want that to happen. We do not want that to happen. We want to make sure that what we know, we tell people. That there is only one who is worthy of worship, and that's Allah. And that on the Day of Judgment, we are going to meet Him. And if we want to meet Him in a state when He is pleased with us, then we have to live our lives the way He ordered us to do. Which is that we first of all worship no one other than Him, and that we follow the beautiful way of His Messenger Muhammad Really, I'm telling my brothers and sisters, we must think very carefully about our lives, because our lives, every day we get a reminder. So-and-so died, so-and-so died, so-and-so died. One day it will be your name or my name, which others will be saying. Right? So-and-so died. Now when that happens, let us make sure that we die in a state where we can stand before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and beg for His mercy and be sure, inshallah, that He will give it to us. Ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to cover us and cover you with His mercy and His forgiveness and to enter you into Jannah of those who are the وصلى الله على نبي الكريم وعلى اله وصحبه اجمعين برحمتك يا رب العالمين والحمد لله